So we're holding by Shmuel Beis, Paraches, Pasukimel, learning tonight should be a schosi lenish master, Bechiel Mechel ben Asher, and Yechaskel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, as well as a schos for Fushlema for Moshe ben Miriam. So we're in the middle of the battles that David wages against the enemies of Klai Yisrael. In Pasuk Aleph, we learned about his battle with the Plishtim, Pasuk Beis, his battle with Mayav. And now in Pasuk Gimel, he turns his attention to Aram, and we'll see, followed by Edoi. Now David writes Kapitel Samach in Tehillim, a well-known Kapitel that we say in times of Tzara, Kapitel Samach, which commemorated this battle. It begins, Lamatzech al Shushan Edas Michdom David Lamed, and Pasuk Beis in that Kapitel says, Ba'atzai says, Aram Narayim, yes, Aram Saiva, when he fought Aram Narayim and Aram Saiva, the Yashav Yoyav, Yoyav returned by Yachas Edoim, and he and he, and he defeats Edom, the gay Melech named Asarelef, an army of 12,000 men in this gay Edom, in the va- gay Melech in the Valley of Saul. So there in Pasuk Kimmel, Pasuk says, Elohim zanachtanu furatztanu, that Hashem rejected us and made a breach in us, and after, and he was angry with us, to Shoveiv Lanu, restore us, return us. So the Radak explains that the capital was written referring to the fact that Aram, Saiva, and Edom had made incursions into the land of Eretz Yisrael, and Klai Yisrael had suffered greatly until David was able to defeat them. The Aram that we're referring to, the nation of Aram, is roughly today where Syria and Lebanon is located, so it's north of Eretz Yisrael, and Saiva is a kingdom within Aram. The Pasuk in Divri Yamim, which corresponds to this story, it's there in Perakit Ches, tells us that the battle occurs near the city of Hamas, which is today the well-known Syrian city of Hama, about 150 miles north of Damascus. So, Pasuk Gimel, Vayach David is Hadareze ben Rechoiv Melech Saiva. So, David defeats Hadarezer, the son of Rechav, the king of this kingdom of Tsaiva, Belechtoi, when he was on his way, Lahashav Yadav and Hapras to extend control over the Euphrates River. So the Radak explains that Hadarezer was on his way to expand his borders across the Euphrates River, and uh, heading in that direction, he overran parts of Israel, so David rushed to fight him. However, as I explained a minute ago with the geography, if you're heading from Syria or Lebanon, and you're going to Euphrates, which is, let's say you're going to Iraq, you're going east, you would not go south towards Eretz Yisrael, you would go directly east. So it doesn't, it's a little bit hard to understand how he uh, enters uh, the territory of Eretz Yisrael. So the Vilna Gaon in that Pasuk in Devar Yamim explains that Lahashev Yodah ben Ha'pras to expand his territory to Ha'pras is actually referring to David. That David was on his way to expand his borders towards the Euphrates in order to uh, expand, extend the boundaries of uh, of Eretz Yisrael to protect Eretz Yisrael and Klai Yisrael against foreign enemies and during the course of that expansion he encounters Hadarezer and engages in this battle but the Vilna Gun says it's referring to David not to Hadarezer the Malbim picks up on the difference between the wording used in here in Sefer Shmuel and the wording used in, in Divrei Yamim here the Pasuk says L'hashiv Yadai bin Ha'pras over there in Divrei Yamim in Pasuk Gimel it says L'hatsiv Yadai bin Ha'pras so the uh, Malbim explains Lahatsev Yadah refers to Hadarezer ruled over Naharpras, which was near the border of Eretz Yisrael, and he had basically he ruled over that land, and as a representation of that rulership, he built a statue of a hand showing his control, showing his might over that land. So that's Matsev. Lahatsev Yadah is basically the Matseva that he put up. David went to remove that statue, and in order to take over and conquer that land, and that's Lahashiv Yadon. So Lahashiv Yadon is referring to Hadarezer's initial conquest and Matseva statue that he put up, and Lahashiv is referring to David here, that David wanted to conquer it and return it and take it over to uh, control of Klai Yisrael. 
David captures from Hadarezer 1,700 horsemen, the Esramelef Israeli, 20,000 foot soldiers. David And David cripples the horses by cutting the hamstrings so that they're not useful anymore. But he left over um, for enough horses to uh, manage 100 chariots. So he doesn't cripple all of them, he leaves over enough to uh, utilize for 100 of his own chariots. Now the Radak picks up on the fact that it doesn't say Vayach in this Pasuk, it just says Vayilkoi that he captured. So the Radak says, meaning that David did not kill the captives, but rather he released them for a ransom. Apparently David must have trusted Hadarezer that there wouldn't be any further attacks against Klai Yisrael, otherwise he would not have released this force to Hadarezer. However, we'll see that in Perik Yud, Hadarezer double-crosses David and goes back and uses this force to re- once again re-engage in battle against Klai Yisrael. There's a significant discrepancy between Shmuel, Sefer Shmuel, and Devar Yaman. Here our Pasuk, Pasuk Dalit says that David captured 1,700 riders and 20,000 foot soldiers. In Devar Yaman it adds that David also captured 1,000 chariots, but there it doesn't say 1,700 riders, it actually says 7,000 riders and 20,000 foot soldiers. So there seems to be a discrepancy between what exactly David captured. So the Radak explains that actually the two uh, the two Svarim are actually discussing two different points, that basically um, Divrei Yomim is adding the thousand chariots that are not, David did capture a thousand additional chariots, it's just not mentioned in Sefer Shmuel. And furthermore, Sefer Shmuel is only listing the important officers of the horsemen, of which there were 1,700, whereas Divrei Yomim lists all the riders, of which there were a total of 7,000. Rolabag explains very simply that they're talking about two different points in time. On the battlefield, David captures 1,700 riders. That's Sefer Shmuel. And Devar Yomim is talking about later when he entered Hadad Azar cities where he captured an additional 7,000. Malbim learns that they're actually saying the same thing. The LF, the, the, the 1,700 is written as Elef Ushvameyois. The 1,000 that's mentioned in Devar Yomim is the Elef. And the Shvameyois is talking about 700 people who commanded a team of horses. Each team was 10 horses, so 10 riders. So therefore, that makes up 7,000 riders, which is mentioned in Devar Yamim. But really, it's referring two ways of saying the same piece of information. That's according to the Malbu. So the Mepharshim will discuss what was the purpose of David being Vayaakir David, David crippling, hamstringing the animals, basically making them unable to operate. So the uh, Mepharshim explained that the Torah asks a king to have too many horses more than he needs to pull his chariots. To be accompanied by horses not pulling chariots is a sign of gaiva, and which the Torah asks. As the, Ram, the Rambam brings this down in Hilchas Malachim Perakimol Gimel. And so for this reason, David cripples those horses which he didn't need, only retaining enough to use for his existing chariots. So the art scroll in Divrei Yomim deals with an interesting question. What about the Tsar Balichayim that was caused by crippling the animals. Okay, David didn't want to use them, but why does he have to cripple them? Why doesn't he just uh, free them? In Sefer Yoshua and Perek Aleph, we find a tzivoy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanding Yoshua to cripple the horses that he was going to capture in battling Canaan. But Taisus and Avayda Zor and Daphid Gimel says that that was a raw shav for Yoshua only. Special decree in Hashemayim, David had no such decree. So perhaps you could say that even though uh, uh, that Tzivu was only given to Yoshua, David assumed that any war that would apply to the long process of conquering Eretz Yisrael, of which this was part of, settling the land, was applied the halacha of crippling the horses. Alternatively, you could say that Tzabalichayim is only when there's no point, but here there's a purpose, which is that David should not be over the Avera in the Torah of having too many horses, and therefore 
the that would override the Isser of Tzar Balichayim. 